Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And in today's episode, I'm excited to announce that I am joined by four-star edge rusher and current Georgia Tech commit, Zachariah Keith. Zach, how are you doing, my guy? And welcome on to the podcast. I'm good. Appreciate you for having me. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Zach, before we do start talking, you know, about your playing career, recruitment and everything like that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got into football, when you got into football, just kind of like the little details that maybe most people may not know about you. Um, I'm Zachariah Keith. Everybody everybody calls me Zach, though. I'm from Winston, Georgia. It's like a little bit of, um, like on the outside of Douglasville. That's why I'm from the country. I grew up in the country, country boy. Grew up eating a whole bunch of um crunchy foods like um cornbread, cornbread with buttermilk, stuff like that. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. It's how I got big for real. It's all I was eating. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So uh oh my bad. Uh, what was you saying? No, I was just about to ask. So if you remember, do you remember when you actually started playing football? I started playing football my eighth grade year in middle school. I got you. So. Before your eighth grade year, did you play any other sports like basketball, baseball, track? Yeah, I was really running track. Like my middle school, that's all I wanted to do was run, run track. I got you. I got you. So I'm guessing you got big enough to the point where coaches finally knocked some sense into you and told you to, you know, get on the gridiron. I was always big. It was just like, I don't know. I just didn't want to play at the time for, for some reason. I mean, I got you. I understand completely. And so, uh, so were there any sports you enjoyed watching while you were you're growing up? Whether it would be NFL, college football, NBA, you know, were there any sports that you enjoyed while you're um growing up? I used to love like, um college football, especially like Auburn. That was my dream school or whatever. But um, things didn't work out or whatever. So. I used to love watching them, watching them play. They run like a four-four stack, I think. When I was younger, I used to like always just um, manifest about me going there or whatever. So yeah, I got you. And I do gotta ask though. You said you're from Georgia, right? Yeah. So what made you want to be an Auburn fan? Because you know, I figured you'd be a fan of you know the Bulldogs, obviously. You know, Georgia Tech. What made you want to be a fan of Auburn? Uh, to be honest, that was the first like ever college game I'd ever watched. I think they were playing. I forgot who they were playing. They were playing Old Miss or something like that. Oh, okay. I got you. And that was like the first ever college game I watched. And I was just like, I'm an Auburn fan now. So, yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happened. I was about to say, because it's got to be dangerous, you know, to some people, especially, you know, around the area that you're from, that you're an Auburn fan, you know, <laughs> considering the fact that, you know, you do live in the state of Georgia and that's one of y'all's biggest rivals. So, but um, I mean, but anyway, yeah. besides that, so why don't you talk to me and us a little bit about your first year ever playing football? So did you initially start out on the outside, or did you actually kind of play a whole different position? I played a whole different position. Like I was like skinnier, so I was fast. So I was I was clocking a four five in eighth grade. Those I ran forty eighth grade. So I played receiver or whatever. And then I was dominating that out or whatever. Then my coaches were like, oh, I want to try you on the edge or whatever. They were like, I want to put you in a four-point, three-point stand. You can stand up or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. And then ever since then, I like I just fell in love with it. Yeah. I got you. I got you. So 
So, I mean, obviously you had speed from an early age, you know, also, like you said, you did run track and everything like that. So initially, how did that benefit you when you did go and you did start playing high school football? Because I don't know if uh, were you on varsity your freshman year or did you play? I don't know if y'all have freshman JV. My freshman year, I played both. I played um, JV and varsity. And it was like two guys in front of me. One of my homeboys, his name is um Joshua Robertson. He played, he's he currently in Georgia Tech right now. Okay. And Jonathan Jefferson. He played D tackle for um the University of Georgia. So they were in front of me. And um to be honest, like I I was like and JV, like couldn't nobody just like blood me. I was just like so big and long. When I locked my arms out, it was just like you couldn't hold me or whatever. But then my first ever varsity game, I learned how to learn that there's people like as big as me, strong as me, faster than me. So I had to actually like get in the lab and start like putting in work for for you. Nah, I got you. I got you. So you pretty much were like the Aaron Donald of the outside when it came to JV, pretty much. Like you just were you no one could stop you. Nah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, like you said, when you went to varsity, it was a whole different ball game. So, what were some things? I know you were talking about, you know, working out and everything like that. But what were some other things that you did to get yourself right mentally and physically for varsity football, especially in the state of Georgia? Uh, this is what happened, Josh. I mean, no, it wasn't Josh. It was John, Jonathan Jefferson. I don't know why John was like. It was my freshman year. It was John's junior year, I think. And um, like some during the spring, I was in eighth grade. During the spring, we could practice at the high school during the spring and playing the spring game or whatever. So, Coach solely had this idea of putting me against, putting me against him or something like that. So, um, I lined up against him, and he looked at me. I'm like, I'm like, man, he big. He was like, he was at the time he was six four, two, two sixty. Oh shoot! Okay. Me, I came into high school six, three and a half, two oh five. Okay, so you hadn't had, you hadn't put on all that weight yet. Mm-mm. So I got he's you. Board drilling. Actually, he he actually he literally picked me up in the sky and threw me. So I had to <laughs> go home. I actually I actually went home and sat and talked to myself in the mirror, asked myself, "This is this is what I, this is what I want to do for." And then after that day, it was just like I had a different mentality where like. You might be better than me, you might be older than me, but you're not ever gonna outwork me. You know, if we if we running gashes, I'm gonna beat you every time. If we doing drills, I'm gonna try to do it better than you every time. So yeah. No, I got you. You you kind of came to that real. It's kind of like your, you know, like they talk about welcome to the NFL moments. This was pretty much your welcome to you know big time football moment because you know yeah. obviously he's gonna like you said he plays D one football right now, but especially going up against that as a freshman in high school, that's a huge realization. So. So after that point, and when you did start playing varsity football, how do you feel that you performed during your first full season of varsity football? Uh, to be honest, I I went to Douglas County and I transferred to North Springs or whatever. I don't even know why they were like so. They were like so trash. Like we went, they went zero and ten. Ooh. So like first game I get there, we play Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill was like like. Two minutes away from the school that I went to, Douglas County. So I'm already knowing, like, I'm already knowing some of the players or whatever. You know, we didn't play them. I played them in JV, and they basically ran like the same thing, like a spread. And then sometimes they were an option because the quarterback could run or whatever. 
So me, I was 16 at the time. I was 6'4", 235. And the way they ran their defense, it was like I was playing D-tackle and at the same time because they ran a um, they ran a three front, three, they ran a three, four. And sometimes they'll walk, they'll walk the nickel down or whatever and put them at like an edge or whatever and make it a four or four three sometimes. I gotcha. So um my first game we played them. I had only played three games though, because I transferred late. I have played I had three sacks and two tackles for a loss in my first my first ever varsity game. Damn. Okay, so that's that. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, three sacks. Some some players don't even get that in the season. You got that in your first ever varsity game. So, how are you kind yeah. of feeling after that? Did you realize like, oh shoot, you know, I have the potential to be able to get to you know the level that all the you know all of my uh, teammates are at. After that, I was just like, I can really do this for real. I was just like, I can actually like go to school and make sure my mama don't ever have to work again. So that's what really just like kept me going. Like my mom always. What pushes me, what pushes me the most is my mom. My mom still working nine to five, so it's just like if I stop, it's still like I'm getting up on my mom, and my mom will never give up on me. So there's no point in me giving up on her. So I gotta like give back what she gave me. Like she instilled in me that like once you start something, you gotta finish it. So when I started playing football, she was just like, I know it's hard, I know you're sore, but you gotta finish it. So yeah. No, nah, I love to hear that. I love to hear that because you know moms. I mean, they give up so much for us and. You know, I, I love the fact that you have that mentality that you want to be able to give back to her and, you know, even more. So so is that kind of what's driven you throughout this whole process, whether it was through your high school days and now that you're about to be in college? Is that kind of what's driven you the most to be able to be the player that you are today? The whole time. And most of the time it would be like all our games be on TV. And like when I, I don't, I'm tired, I got a girlfriend now, but like at the time I was single. And I wasn't finna go out like I wasn't finna go out on like a lame on, on, on like on television or whatever. Be like, oh, you got pancakes or something. Like, girl, why would you need be like you got pancakes or something? So like, I will always be thinking about that in the game and be like, I can't go for that. So that's really it. Sounds funny, but like that's really just what kept me going for real. <laughs> no, I, I got, I got you. I mean, you don't, you don't ever want to, you know, especially on national or even local TV, see yourself. You know, your coach starts talking about it in film. You know, talking about you getting pancaked and everything like that. Because I mean, that point you're like, oh shoot. So, but um, but anyway, let's talk a little bit about you know your sophomore and junior year. So you started breaking out on the scene, definitely here recently. So kind of talk to me a little bit about what it was like to you know get that first kind of notice from a lot of these D1 schools. Uh, to be honest, when I transferred back, like I when I transferred back, it was like a different game. We was in five A Douglas County and six A. So like we went to a paddock, um, paddock camp, which is Creekside, Creekside. Like it's like a school in like Fulton County a little bit. Fulton County like the hood a little bit. Me, I was in the hood, but I was I was around a whole bunch of I was in a whole different environment. Like I was around a whole bunch of Caucasian people, a whole bunch of people that were graduated at sixteen and stuff. I got That's you. What I was around. So I, I ain't never, I like, it was no fights at school unless, like, something really just, like, happened for real or something like that. So I was just, so I get there, and um, they're like, oh, he big, blah, 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 let double team. I'm like, double team? I'm like, man, he from touch me. That boy put me on my, that boy, that boy put me on my butt, man. Like, it's terrible. It was like, one old line was, like, 6'6", six, six or something like that, and the guard was, like, 6'2". 
terrible. And then um, I was like, I didn't have no technique at all when I got back. Because when they I was playing for myself, but they were like so trash. I was playing for myself every game. So I would like build up. I was trying to build up my film, basically, because I knew I was transferring back. So I was building up my film. So I would know, like, so I could, like, have him to present to college coaches and type stuff. So, um, Patty Camp, that, that happened. Then went to another Patty Camp. I did get decent at that or whatever. And then what was your next question? No, I was about to ask. So, what? How did it kind of feel when you started getting attention from you know D one schools, whether it's FBS, yeah. FCS, whatever? I mean, my first two offers I got at a at a Mercer camp. It was like a mega camp. A whole bunch of schools like Florida was there, Florida State was there. Oh, okay. Um, stuff like that. So my first offer was Liberty, and um, um what's the other one? Liberty and South Alabama. It was those were my first like two offers. So then when they offered me, it was just like a whole bunch of other small schools started offering me or whatever. And then I was just like, I talked to my coach. I was like, Coach, can you put me into this position the world? Like I can actually like, win and go to college real. He was like, I can't do that. You gotta do that yourself. That's what he told me. And like, um, ever since then, like I've been like just had that mentality where like, like people, people say I got this many offers, that many offers. If your offers not committable, they don't mean nothing at all. So like, I had in total, I had thirty five offers. I only had twenty committable offers. I got gotcha. you. So, so yeah. So so talk to me a little bit. So I don't know if you remember, but when when was your first Power Five offer? You know, like. Uh, SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve. You know what was your first Power Five offer? It was Georgia Tech. That was like my first offer. Like this, it was funny because like I was in Clayton County with my cousin because he wanted me to come in. He do he rap or whatever. I got he you. wanted me to come in video shoot or whatever. So I came and my coach called me. Tell me, where you at? Bro, you supposed to be at GT right now. Oh, blah, 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 blah. we have the camp. Coaches want to see you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, my mama come to get me. I'm like 30 minutes away. So like, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll get there. And Coach Marco Coleman was there at the time. He's not there no more. He ain't Michigan State. But um, when I got there, like, I had my own personal workout, like, everything. I got there late, oh, everything. Shoot. He told me to take your helmet off. Take your helmet off. Put your cleats on. We're going to go to work. And so, like, he saw the, like, I'm like very – very flexible. Like I can bend at the edge. Like I'm still working and working on my hands because this season I broke three of my fingers and I still play. So like, I used to shoot my hands a little bit. Damn. Okay. So, um. So I'm at the camp or whatever, and um, he was just like, "He's gonna offer you." I was like, "I ain't even do nothing. Why are you gonna offer me? I didn't, I didn't do nothing at the camp. Like, yeah, I was just chilling, like doing drills or whatever." He was just like, "I see something in you that that I like." He was like, yo, motor, he was like, if you mess up, you don't just, he said, when I mess, like, if I mess up, I get mad at myself and have a short, short-term memory. He was like, most people in college, if they mess up, they, like, think about the play over and over and over, don't let it go type stuff. So he was like, that's what he liked about me. He was like, he could tell the leader on and off the field or whatever. Because it was a 7-on-7 camp, and it was a big man camp or whatever. And um, 
yeah, that was my first power five offer. Ever since then, like ever since that day, that's that I knew I knew I wanted to go there for some reason. I don't know. I had a gut feeling like ever since then. Well, I mean, you know, they were the first school that, you know, took a chance on you. You know, they saw the potential that obviously you have. I mean, you're starting to live up to that potential. And, I mean, once again, it's kind of like a loyalty thing because, you know, college football nowadays, you know, loyalty is really not starting to mean anything anymore. You know, it's kind of becoming more of a distant thought than it, you know, it ever has been. So it's kind of good that, you know, we are seeing a little bit more loyalty and stuff like that. And a lot of schools, like the big schools, like, Florida, not necessarily Bama, but, you know, Florida, Texas, a lot of these other huge blue bloods, you know, they mostly use these kids kind of like a meat market almost. It's it's not really, they don't care about you and, you know, the things that you bring. It's more about, you know, the things that you can offer them. And then once they're done with you, you know, they set you off. So I'm glad that you at least acknowledge that, you know what I mean? Because unfortunately, a lot of athletes get trapped in that. Yeah, because like the thing was, was like one of my when I got the offer, I was like, Coach, when I come, when I cannot convince, when I cannot convince, I went that weekend. Like, I canceled all my plans. I canceled my plans with my ex girlfriend. Canceled my plans with the bros. We were gonna go go out to eat everything. Canceled plans. So I was like, I was like, wait. I was like, if y'all if y'all not um, we're not going out to eat. How about all like, oh, living us just go visit? And they're like, okay, cool. So it was, I can't name all of them, all of them on the top of my head. It was me, Maury, Deuce, uh, Monte, DeAndre, uh, Travis, and Caleb. But that was all of us. It was like six, six or seven of us when they were visit. And um, it was just about like Coach Collins, like as a head coach, I feel like he was like, I would say a father figure, like my head coaches, because my head coach know my story about like my dad not being in my life or whatever. So I grew up like real angry. He always had that way of like getting to me, getting to my soft spot, talking to me about life, because football really helped me for life. It done taught me a lot of stuff about life, a lot of stuff about girls, a lot of stuff about the things get hard, you can't quit type stuff. Yeah. So, Post Connors, he he came and talked to me. He was like, he was like, Zach, what do you want from me? And me, I went, I was like, Coach, I need a four ride. And he was like, You got it. I was like, okay. So um I wasn't committed. I wasn't committed then. Now I called my head coach. I was like, Cole White, I think I'm ready to shut you down with commit. He was like, You sure? I was like, Yes, sir. So um we got him, we got on um a group group call. Coach Collins answered the phone. And I was like, Coach, I'm ready to um, come a yellow jacket. And then he was like, Welcome to the family or whatever. And ever since then, we've just been locked in. Even when, even when I decommitted, we've been locked in. Like, he always, he was the only head coach that actually just checked on me for real. Only school that really just talked to me for real, for real. That's why I came back. He was like, Every other school, they were trying to um, use me as like, basically, oh, you're going to play when it's your time to play. And they told me, and they told me if I come in and work how I worked in high school, the same work ethic, I would start. So I was just like, they didn't promise it to me because nothing's promised for real. Yeah, so, yeah. So I can tell they told me if you come in, you're going to start. And my homeboy, he had he got a concussion. He didn't play a lot his freshman year. Wait, what's it? Yeah, he, he got a concussion his freshman year. I'm sure. 
Then he started three games or whatever. And starting three games in college is big for anybody. I don't care who you who you are. Like if you come off the beach and you thought you starting three games, it's big for anybody. So I was like real proud of him for that for real for real. Cause it helped me motivate to show me that I could really do this for real. So yeah. Nah, I got you. And I don't, I don't mean to kind of backtrack, but I also want to talk a little bit about Coach Collins because, as you know, you know, he first got hired to be the head coach of Georgia Tech. You know, everyone had huge expectations, you know, you know, eight and four seasons, nine and three seasons right off the rip, you know, without mm. getting a full recruiting class. But, I mean, the one thing – oh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I feel like the one thing that doesn't get talked enough about Coach Collins is how much of a player coach that he is. And, obviously, you kind of shed light on that. I mean, to be honest, like – even if like a head coach coming from coming from a high school, you gonna have to build with the players anyways, type stuff. You see? So yeah, like, absolutely. So like, if you don't have a relationship with the players, I don't care how good the player is, they're not gonna want to play for you. They're gonna transfer. That's exactly what they're gonna do. They're gonna transfer schools, and then you're gonna be like next guy up, type stuff. So yeah, Coach Collins just Coach Collins is a real good dude from Atlanta. Um. I grew up in Atlanta a little bit. I grew I moved to Atlanta when I was 12. So I grew up in the city around a whole bunch of, like, gun violence and stuff like that. So me coming from the country, I got in the mix of some of that. I'm like, this is not, this, this is not what I'm destined for or whatever. I got to actually do something because it's either the streets going to lead to me being dead or being in jail. So Coach Collins really, like, I would say can relate or whatever. He just, I don't know. He, he just, understood. Yeah, he understood. Yeah, he just understood where I was coming from, like where I came from and where I wanted to get to. He always told me I can get you there if you let me. No, that's. That, 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 just, that just stood to me, stood out to me. So, yeah. Like, right. People always been dropping salt of his name. Oh, they only won four games last year. Oh, they only won four games, blah, 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 blah. I bet, I bet you they have a great season this year. We have, people don't know this. We have the hardest schedule in the ACC. Our, yeah. our, 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 open, our open game, open, our game opener is Clemson and Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, because that's yeah. that uh, Chick-fil-A kickoff, right? Yeah. Man, hey. Hardest, then after that is Louisville, then Miami. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, no, I – and once again, Zach, thank you for kind of talking a little bit more about Coach Collins and the culture he's kind of bringing to Georgia Tech because, you know, they've needed someone like that. And obviously – I mean, it don't matter. You win four games, three games, two games, one game, zero game, whatever it might be. It's about the mentality that you have going forward and the culture that you're bringing going forward because – excuse me. Because at the end of the day, like you said, the players don't buy in. They're going to leave and they won't play for you. Yeah. And and the thing with Georgia Tech has always kind of been, you know, they've had the talent, but they've never had that coach that could genuinely rally them together. And like you said, Coach Collins seems to kind of be that guy. And – I know he's kind of, I guess you could say, quote-unquote, on the hot seat. You know, the experts, quote-unquote, talk about it. But, I mean, I don't really buy into a lot of it. Obviously, you don't buy into a lot of it. And yeah, it just be like, just be like I don't understand how you could talk about somebody and you're not in their shoes every day, seeing what they actually go through outside of football or whatever. Because, like, I don't understand. I don't, I, I don't understand. But, like, most people be like, Coach Collins suck. Coach Collins a bad dude. You never even been around him. You just, you just some random fan that just be talking out the side of your neck. Like, and sometimes it really be like hurting me personally because I, I actually know how he is. Yeah. Knowing that like he want the best for us type stuff. So it made me feel some type of way sometimes. Like, 
you just be talking rap, Saudi and Nick, no reason. Like, it's not cool, but people, people who have their own opinion, uh, freedom of speech or whatever. So, yeah. No, I got you. And I mean, we, we kind of changed the topic a little bit, but thank you for real for talking a little bit about Coach Collins and, you know, kind of like, like you said, the culture that he's bringing to Georgia Tech. You know, I think he's going into what year four or three? I think it's. I think it's year four. He's year four. Year four. Okay, I got you. So you'll be joining him in his fifth year. So obviously you'll definitely be with him when he's a little bit. And once again, too. Yeah, and what? Oh, sorry. What people, what people don't know is that, like, he got 17 hard commits that's already committed. Like, when I was on my official visit, I was with, I was with the bros. I wasn't with nobody I didn't know. I was with all my homeboys. We clicked up. And we told the date we're gonna take the official visit on. So I was like, let's just do it now. So like we just get out the way, we just focus on high school and graduating or whatever. So we clicked up. And I was already knowing I was gonna commit on the visit or whatever. I ain't, I haven't told I ain't told my mama yet. I ain't tell my brothers. I ain't tell my I ain't tell my brother, excuse me. I ain't tell my brother or sister. So I was just like, Coach Kenyatta, he came, he was at Florida State down. I hate it when down there. He he was there told me it was a, a elite. Elite visit or whatever, and he was people in the class of 2028 and stuff. So I was just like, okay, or whatever. So he came to Georgia Tech. So, like, me and him had a good relationship off the rip because, like, he was just cool. He knew one of my homeboys, his name Hilton Alexander. He committed the Wake Face some months ago. He, um, so he, um, came to Georgia Tech or whatever and was talking to me about committing. And I was like, Coach, you already know I'm locked in. He already know what the time is. He was like, why, why, why you just ain't tell me? I was like, I want to surprise you. So I think I was taking a picture. I was taking pictures in front of the Lambo truck, I think. He was inside the Lambo truck. I was taking pictures. And he was just like, um, he was talking to me. He was like, you know, we only taking this amount of players, this amount of players. And I was like, well, how about you go ahead and knock, knock one off the list and make it um and make it 14? Because I'm going to be that, I'm gonna be that, that, that 15 guy that's committed or whatever. So he was like, okay, cool. So I committed. They made, they made me like the hardest video ever. This video was so hard. My, I told the song, it was a wait for you by future. It was like, whoever edited it, like, they'll make my life. This will make my life. Everybody there, like, I don't know. Like, even that, everybody there at Georgia Tech, people don't understand this. Even if I don't make it to the NFL, which I know I'm going to. Yeah, whatever. I'm not trying to be cocky or whatever. No, yeah. no. You need to have yeah. that mentality. Yeah. But, um, you can have that. You can get a degree in engineering to be a millionaire when you leave college. Most people don't understand that. No, that is true. No, that is true. Trying to go to a big school like like George, like go to Georgia, go to um Texas because Arch Manning went there. Like, what does a D line look like going to Texas? Because Arch Manning. Like, <laughs> hey, like, hey, thank what? you, thank you. <laughs> thank you for speaking out what on it. Hey, because because uh, me personally, I I work in conjunction a lot with TCU, whether it's players, coaches, and everything like that, because I'm from the Fort Worth area. And mm -hmm. funny enough, half my family, they went to UT. My uh, great-grandfather, he was an All-American at Notre Dame. So, you know, I kind of grew up around all of that. And I agree with you. It is kind of funny because, you know, Texas is – they're recruiting a bunch – I mean, I can't even tell you how many offensive linemen they've recruited now. I think they've gotten at least 10 or so. But, I mean, there's only five starting positions, and five of them are going to probably this, transfer out. This is, what people, this is what people don't understand. Like, a college coach can tell you something. He's going to go tell the next dude the same thing, really. But, like, it just be like, 
Coach Collins told me something I have never heard somebody ever tell me before. I would leave my visit, and he would just, like, look in my eyes. He said, I love you. Make it home safe. He said, here's my personal cell. Come when you go home. I want to talk to you some more. Ain't no college coach ever just told me that for real. Now that is so love. That's how I knew. That's how I knew it was actually just locked in. Yeah, I I think I've kind of found a new new type of respect for Coach Collins after you told me this because I didn't realize because once again most people they don't see him every day what he goes through his personal relationships with y'all and everything like that and and that's kind of another reason why I like doing these interviews and being able to get y'all's point of view out because y'all aren't you know heard enough you know what I mean like people don't hear you know the things y'all go through or the late the relationships y'all have built and everything like that so thanks again zach for talking a little bit about that i know we didn't have to but seriously thank you though sure so uh so zach let's talk a little bit about now that you're committed to georgia tech right you know you don't have to stress about where you're going to be committing next year during your senior well not next year i guess now but you're not you're not gonna have to worry about where you're gonna be committing. You know, you kind of have that pressure off your shoulders and everything like that. So are you kind of excited to play your final year of high school ball and just enjoy playing it with your brothers that you grew up around? Uh yeah, like I'm real excited because like everybody I done played with, we even went to elementary school together, middle school together. We don't have that type of bond of like type of chemistry where like your brothers will get on each other. And then at the end of practice, we'll tell each other, we, I'll be like, I love you, bro. Like, I would just get on you because you were doing this wrong, doing that wrong, doing this wrong. Or you was BSing in the classroom, bro. So I would just get on you just let, just let you know this brotherly love. I don't want to see you go, to, go down that road or whatever. So, yeah. No, absolutely. And I love the fact also that you have that leadership mentality because especially being a defensive player, you know, especially on the edge, you're going to definitely want to be able to be vocal and lead your guys out there. And especially for a team like Georgia Tech that definitely needs a presence like you on the defense, I mean, you're going to yeah. fit in perfect. So, but uh, anyway, so what are some expectations that you actually have for yourself and and your uh, team going into this year? Uh, last year I had 101 tackles at DN. It's like surprising for real. At DN, you had 101? Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was the type of dude where like, you, if you threw a screen, I was going to catch you and like chase you down. Like, I was always chasing down screens. I was running from sideline to sideline. So college just started trying to recruit me for linebacker for real. Like, that's what most people don't know. Like, just heck, I'll be playing there. I'll be playing standout linebacker. Sometimes I'll be in the box. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be, um, I'll be on a, on the D line sometimes, but that's how that's why I, I try to make myself more, I would say versatile, cause like the way the game is played now, it's not just all smashing off football. You on the line, just hitting, going head to head the whole game is. If you can't, if you can't run, you can't play. Basically, how it is now. But oh, yeah. um, some expectations are I want to have at least twenty sacks by the end of the season. Cause last year I had. 14 or 15. Jesus. And the only reason, only reason I didn't like really just have, I could have, I could have, I could have got to 18, I swear. But when I broke my three fingers, it was just like everything was over. I couldn't shoot my hand no more. Had yeah. a big club, had a big club in my hand or whatever. So I was just like, okay. Well, then I had 20 tackles for a loss or whatever. It was just something slight or whatever. Oh, but, yeah. And, you know, just 20 tackles for a loss, nothing big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just some slight. <laughs> no, I got um, you. Twenty tackles or whatever, just some slight. Man, yeah, but I just want to, to be honest, no expectations for me for my team. 
I want to go to state, but like if we don't go to state, I want to know. I want to know if my brothers around me gave me everything they had on every play, like every play, every play, every drive. I want to know if you gave me everything you had, even if you fall stuck, fall, even if you lose in the first round. I don't care. Like if you give me everything you got, like I will. I swear to God, like I will not be mad. But like if it's on like some piss sports stuff, like um, I, I wish I could have. I wish I could have did this. Yeah. Like, bro, but like, bro, that's not cool, bro. Like, bro, you if you was wishing you could have, my mom always told me, don't ever say you, don't ever say you wish because you know that you could. That's what she always told me. But that's, that's what I live by. That's a good saying. So, so I this somebody, this is even what I tell my little brothers and sisters. I'll be like, if anybody tell you I can't do something, and if you tell yourself you can't do something, you can't do it. I like, can't nobody tell you what you can and can't do. Because people told me when I go back to Douglas County, oh, you're not gonna start. Oh, you suck. Oh, you just came from North Springs. Y'all were 0-10. I proved everybody in the county wrong. Like, every, like, I'm not trying to, like, brag on myself or whatever, but, like, it was just, like, when I got back, I was, like, a target. Or I was, like, a target for everybody. Especially, we played New Manchester, but I was working, I was working that boy so bad. He was, like, number 53 or something. Oh, I don't remember his name, but I was working that boy so bad. Like, he was <laughs> talking to me the whole game. Oh, I'm in your face. I'm in your face. He got he got me two plays. I'm in your face. You can't get around me. So I was just like, I'm knowing better than this dude. I'm faster than this dude. I was like, why am I not speed rushing him? I started speed rushing him, getting around him, shooting my hands. Um, I can win chop club rip the first play. Then I went straight to a dip. He can't he couldn't bend with me. So it was just like, you can't block me, bro. Like, yeah. But I, I love you. I, I love your energy, I'm telling you. I just want to know that, like, my, my brothers gave me everything they had. Like, because I'm going to give y'all everything I got. I'm going to put in my, I'm going to put my line, I'm going to put my body on the line, like, for, for my brothers, like, on and off the field. Like, not on, like, doing nothing stupid, but, like, my, one of my brothers, like, if one of my, if one of my, if one of my brothers, like, getting jumped or whatever, I'm jumping in. He's like, you know, that's my brother. And I told him that I got him whenever. And I told him I got him forever. So I'm not going to break that promise with you. Like, if I say something, I mean it. Like, even that's like me telling my girlfriend, I love you or whatever. If things are like, you can say this, like, actions that come with it. You feel me? Yeah, no, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you can say whatever you want. You can talk however much you want. But if you don't have the actions to back it up, it don't mean anything. So, I, I mean, but I got, I got yeah. you, though. I mean. You know, I, I definitely look forward to seeing you play. I mean, now that I've gotten to know you a little bit more and I'm able, you know, just learn a little bit about you. I mean, dude, you have a huge frame. I mean, being 6'5", 250 as a, you know, senior now in high school. I mean, yeah, you I – mean, oh, my bad. Like, what people don't know is I'm I'm 6'7", six, I'm six, though, for real. That's how I talk mm. about 6'7", 265. Oh, okay. 6'7", 265. Okay. And I run a 4'6", and 40 in L.A. This time we're on a four. I run a four eight. Damn! Holy shoot! All right. Yeah. So, so you're yeah, literally I, a freaking nature. Yeah. So, so you're pretty much like an improved version of Chase Young, pretty much. I wouldn't say all that. Chase hey, Young, dog. hey, but you've been confident. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be confident. Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. Nah, but nah, Zach, for real, I appreciate you coming on here. I mean, I absolutely love talking to you. I love the energy that you bring, and I definitely look forward to seeing you play at Georgia Tech. And before I do, you know, before we do head out and everything like that, I just want to ask you a couple questions. So 
the first one I want to ask is whether it's past, present, college football, or NFL, what player do you feel like you most resemble and why? Uh, uh, I would say Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor was dog. Like, me personally, that's my player ever. Like, you can't tell me nothing about Lawrence Taylor. I know, like, he did things wrong or whatever off the field. But on the field, he was so locked in. He had he was in that mode all the time. Where, like, he was ready to crash out at any time. They were, like, he played linebacker, but, like, you could put him on on, on D-line. He would work any old tackle you put in front of him. And he would he was raising people off the ground, throwing people. And me, he wasn't, like, as long as me, but he was chasing down screens and chasing down 50, 50-yard breakouts and stuff. That's the type of stuff I do in the game. So it was like, this dude play like me. So I was um, watching, they play, they was playing the Saints, I think. And um, what happened was he came inside. He should have stayed. If he would have stayed outside, he would have made the tackle for the loss. He when he stabbed inside, chased him all the way down to the twenty yard line, made a tackle for the game. So I was just like, he's he's a dog. So like, yeah. Damn, I that's a pretty solid comparison because I mean, you do kind of have that same play style where you could play anywhere on the field, whether it is playing back in coverage or being down on the defensive line and rushing to the passer. So. I mean, in my opinion, I feel like that's a pretty solid answer. And you're actually the first one to talk about Lawrence Taylor, you know, as a comparison. So uh, the next one I also want to ask you is, you know, right before right before game time, right before you come out of the locker room, going into the tunnel and everything like that, what is your go-to pregame song and why? My go-to pregame song? Uh, it's called – it's just dropped. It's called Come On by YK Steve's. Like, that song just, just snuck. Like it's just it's just like it's like how hey, you first come on the song. He said everything come up talk. He like every like he don't like I know I went to I went to high school with him. He just blew up rapping. So like he said everything come up to talk like preached like, out the whole time. So like it was just like that get me pumped up. Or I listen to Anti the Menace. Like Anti the Menace, like he just in it, he just it's just it's his rap name is just different, like Anti the Menace. Yeah, no, I got you. It's like he rap about a whole bunch of like Chicago like drill type music mixed with like City Boy Atlanta type vibe. So like yeah. I got you. And also I want to talk to you a little bit since you are from Atlanta and everything like that. And I also, you know, it's kind of cool knowing that you know who this artist is, Huncho. Now a lot of people don't know about him, and I just started yeah, listening Huncho, to him probably hey, a couple months back. Hey, Huncho, like I got so much like unreleased music about Huncho that like haven't like even dropped yet. Like Huncho like I don't know, like, it's like Honcho, you can put Honcho, like, he do spoken word on, like, rap beats, and they're, like, really, they, like, hit me different, or, like, it's his song called Gunsmoke. Um, no, that song is fire. telling, like, a story, he was telling the story of himself, people don't know that, telling the story of himself, basically, in a different point of view, like, yeah, this is hard, like. What's your favorite, what's your favorite song? Like, oh, and we said my favorite song. Yeah, by Hunter. Uh, yeah, I because my 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 favorite, I guess you say, all time is either AI or let me look real quick. Uh, shoot, either AI or let me look, let me look, let me look, let me look. There's a, there's a couple though that he's got that are really solid, but no, yeah. I, I just got I just got put on to him, and I mean he's he's definitely upcoming for sure, like. 
But um, so, but Zach, I appreciate you coming on again. Once again, I I had a, absolutely enjoyed having you on here today. And for all the people out there that are just wanting to know a little bit more about you, Zach, or you know, just want to you know just kind of learn about you, you know, figure out a little bit about who you are, just you know, simply show you some love. I'm gonna leave all of Zach's links down below in the description of today's episode. So his socials 24 seven, everything like that, it will be down below. So make sure to go show him some love, Zach. I appreciate you coming, coming on once again, my guy. And I mean, I definitely look forward to possibly working with you again here in the future. But I kind of give a shout out real quick. Yeah, no, Hey, shout out whoever you want. Hey, I want to give a shout out to my mom for always being there for me. My mom played my mom and my dad at the same time. And sometimes I knew I was hard headed and, I didn't listen all the time because I thought she was trying to raise me as a man and she was getting me ready for the real world or whatever. But I want to tell my mama that I love and appreciate her. And I want to um, give a shout out to my girlfriend, Anaya. She always going to be there. She done been there for me like for real, for real. Like been like a lot of stuff going on. Like my, my, my cousin Landon got shot in the back of the head two times or whatever. Oh, and shoot. I'm sorry to hear she that. Been there, been there for me. Like even when we wasn't dating, like as like a just like as a friend or whatever. Yeah, she done like just been there for me. Want to give a shout out to my um my grandma Rita and my grandma Dean. They don't always. I grew up around a whole bunch of like strong Christian women. They don't always instill like the Bible inside of me, and like they always told me right from wrong or whatever. Want to give a shout out to all my all my bros, Travis, Ola, uh, Deuce, Mo, Terry. Yeah. Nah, I got you. Also, I want to shout out my since we're shouting out people. Grandma, I love you. I thank you for always showing support to me throughout whatever I do. You know, I was raised by my grandparents, so I completely understand. You know, I originally was raised. I know probably you don't know what this town is, but Bonham, Texas, it's like super small town in like North Texas. So, I mean, I completely understand where you're coming from. And, you know, since we're shouting out people, I figured I might as well shout out the woman that's led, led me pretty much to where I'm at today, too. But no, Zach, I mean. Seriously, I absolutely love what you bring to the table, whether it's football or just outside of football. You're an amazing human being. And definitely, I'm telling you, definitely hit me up often. I promise you we'll get something in the works. You know, I hey, I might have to check out a Georgia Tech game here soon. I mean, you know, if you ever want to hit me up with some, with some tickets or anything like that, I'd definitely love to come out and show some love. Hey, I appreciate you, Zach. And also, everybody – Make sure to go show my guy Zach some love. Make sure to go just keep positivity towards him, Georgia Tech, whatever it might be. They're going to be a really entertaining team to watch here in the next few years. So, Zach, once again, God bless you, man, seriously. And definitely I look forward to working with you here in the future.